and welcome to the Not Your Type podcast, aimed to uplift and empower everyone in the diabetic community, from supporters to professionals, and of course, those living with it. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Not Your Type podcast. I'm your host, Alyssa Gothi, and believe me when I tell you, I am so excited for this week's episode. As travel is on a lot of our minds, especially students and teachers, I, for one, as a teacher, am very excited for next week because it is spring break, and I will actually be traveling out of the country for the first time ever. I'm going to Canada, which is really exciting and seems kind of random, but here is the backstory. A few months ago, I watched the documentary The Human Trial about the clinical trials for a cure for diabetes. And in that documentary, they visited the Banting House, which if you listen to my episode on the discovery of insulin and National Diabetes Awareness Month, you would know that Dr. Frederick Banting discovered insulin 102 years ago now, and his house has now been memorialized as a museum dedicated to the discovery of insulin and the work he did for diabetics. And outside of his house is a monument called the Flame of Hope, and it's an eternal flame that will continue burning until a cure for type 1 diabetes is found. Now, when I watched that, it brought tears to my eyes. I was a mess throughout that whole documentary, really, but that part really stuck with me. And I had my dad watch it. And if you listen to my episode about parents with type 1, you know my dad is also a type 1 diabetic and shares that experience with me. And when he watched the documentary, that also really stuck out to him. And we had a phone conversation a few weeks after watching it. And he said, I've thought about this every single day. And so I said to him, why don't we go to Canada and go see it ourselves? And so we've planned the trip. My mom is also a teacher and has the same spring break. And now we're flying to Canada, to Toronto, to go visit the Banting House and also just explore the city and be out of the country for the first time ever. I already have my passport and I'm planning it as we speak, the itinerary, and I'm just so excited to finally get out of the country and explore an entirely different nation and culture and so many exciting things. So with that being said, I found it so fitting that this week in preparation for my trip and other people's trips as spring break is approaching, we focus on traveling with diabetes. And this is not a solo episode. I am beyond excited to introduce our guest for today. Our guest for today is Savannah Johnson, the founder of Type One Way Ticket. Type One Way Ticket is an organization that empowers and uplifts diabetic travelers to travel outside of the country with other diabetics, and they focus on type one. The creation of Type One Way Ticket stems from Savannah's own experience that she'll speak about later on the podcast with traveling abroad, and having a gap year program that empowered her when she did not feel empowered in other traveling programs. Savannah is a certified diabetes coach, wilderness first responder, and advanced open water scuba diver. This year's type one-way ticket travel destination is to Thailand, and she will speak so much more about the incredible things she is doing and has planned for this organization. So without further ado, here is the incredible Savannah with information about type one-way ticket and traveling with T1D. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining me. And I'm just so excited to have you share your mission with my tribe and, you know, everyone else on the podcast. So I guess just jump in, introduce yourself and share exactly what you and your organization does. 
Yeah, well, I'm so happy to be here. Thanks so much for reaching out and suggesting this. Always love connecting with various different diabetes communities. I am Savannah Johnson. I'm the founder of Type One Way Ticket, which is a travel company for teens with diabetes. It can be any form of diabetes, but the majority of our teens have type one diabetes, hence type one way ticket. And we run what I, I describe as very kind of like normal, regular teen travel programs. If you're familiar with any of those other companies that take groups of high school students abroad and go, you know, rock climbing, backpacking, hiking, sometimes scuba diving, all of those things. That's exactly what we do. Our environments are just entirely made up of folks with diabetes. So we're uniquely able to support travelers with kinds of the, you know, literal and figurative highs and lows of navigating diabetes in unknown activities, environments, climates, things like that. That just sounds, I I wish I knew about this when I was a teenager because I'm so jealous of those experiences just from what it seems like. I mean, what inspired you to start this? Is it your own experience with diabetes or seeing someone else go through it? Ah. Yeah, so I was diagnosed when I was two, um, so quite a while ago, and I grew up with siblings and cousins and friends who participated in programs like the ones I just described. I really wanted to do that as well, and, and very fortunately, I had parents that were really supportive of me doing that and wanted me to have, you know, the experiences that everyone else was having, and I think trusted both themselves and trusted me to be able to navigate diabetes in those contexts but ran into a variety of different student travel companies who essentially did not let me participate because of diabetes. Um, they said their staff were not equipped to handle diabetes in you know, the various different environments in the backcountry on trekking trips, whatever it was. And as a teenager, that was a tough pill to swallow and very disheartening. Um, because I knew and and I knew that my parents knew that I would be able to handle it. It was just it was the companies not allowing me the opportunities to kind of hone those skills. Um, so once I became a, you know a legal adult after 18, when I was in undergrad, I ended up applying for I took some time off of undergrad, my sophomore year of undergrad, and ended up applying for a gap year program. And I think, partially because I was an adult, so didn't have the, you know, what companies were perceiving as liability for being a minor with diabetes, and partially because this particular gap year program was really wonderful and open-minded, they said, yes, I remember they had language on their application that was very much, it was very supportive. They were basically like, we want to be able to support you, in whatever it is that you're navigating. But in order to do that, we need to know what you're navigating. So please disclose any medical, physical, mental health challenges um, or diagnoses. And, and we'll have a conversation about what it means to have, to have you on program. And I remember being so nervous to disclose diabetes because my experience had taught me that that would prohibit me from participating. But they and this completely changed my life, their reaction was basically like, okay, you feel like you have a good handle on this? And I was like, mm-hmm. And they're like, great. I was like, that's it? Like, that end of conversation, that's it? And they were like, yeah. Like, if you, if you, you know, feel confident, then, then let's go. And that truly transformed my life. I talk about this a lot 
on Instagram, but that saying yes, enabling me to participate in something like that, enabling me to spend the first three months abroad that I ever spent in my life really sort of catalyzed um, the next several years of my life, which involved tons of travel. I have lived in four different countries. I became a teacher in international schools around the world. I've worked in, I think, 13 countries. I've traveled to 40. Um, And I, throughout that, had, again, very, very grateful to that gap year program for enabling me to have those experiences to be like, okay, like, I can't figure this out. I, I do like have these skills and can, you know, trial and error my way through new activities and environments. But that said, like, all of those experiences involved a really steep learning curve, because I didn't know any other people with diabetes, who had done things like I was doing. I didn't know anyone who had navigated you know, living without electricity for months on end or um, just a a whole variety, living in extreme heat, extreme colds, rural areas, off grid, whatever it was. So I had a really big learning curve and I wanted to create type one way ticket a to provide the opportunities for teenagers to um, do those types of things without having to deal with companies that might not be thrilled to welcome them into their communities. And then B wanted to sort of shorten the learning curve or lessen the severity of the learning curve. Because I think when you're surrounded by people who get it and people who've done the things that you're doing for the first time, there's um, a lot of support and encouragement that therefore I think betters outcomes when it comes to diabetes management. Just hearing about that, I feel inspired. I'm actually taking my first international trip for spring break ever because, again, I also felt really nervous about travel. And, I mean, I've traveled across the country before but never overseas. And it's just to Canada. But I'm really excited because I get to go out of the country. And I don't think I would have felt that comfortable with it if I didn't have my father, who's also a diabetic, going along with me. Uh So I think it's it, there's a lot to say about having your your group of like-minded people and people who have those shared experiences go with you. Totally. And just even like shared language, right? Like I know one of the things that I think is really special about type one way ticket programs is that kids can come from all different countries, different backgrounds, different walks of life, but everyone has the shared experience, understanding, and language of diabetes. And I think that's really, really special when you bring together a group of teenagers who don't know each other yet. There's there's inherent connection there. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. Where where did you go on that first trip you took when, you know, your life kind of changed? Where did what countries yeah. did you go to? Thailand um, was the first country, which is where we're leading our program this Northern Hemisphere summer, June and July. We have some Southern Hemisphere travelers, so I've been having to differentiate Northern Hemisphere summer from from Southern Hemisphere winter. Um, but yes, my first trip was to Thailand. It was um, I spent two months in Thailand and then did Cambodia, Laos, and Vietnam as well, and then ended up um, going back and working in Thailand. I've, I've lived in Thailand, I think four separate times. It's just, it's a really, really special place to me. And I think a big part of that is because it was my first experience and it was kind of the place that taught me that, yes, I can navigate challenges abroad with diabetes. Yes, I can do all of these things with diabetes. So really, really excited to bring, bring travelers there this summer. 
So that's so full circle. Oh my gosh. When did this, yeah. yeah. When did this program start? When did you start taking trips and, and start one way type one way ticket? Yeah. So this actually Thailand will be the first program. Um, but I found a type one way ticket officially launched it in April, 2022. So coming up on a year, um, and the plan for now is to lead one program per summer, um, and, and less than until we, we can lead more. We'll see. I would love to do that, but for now it'll just be one program per summer. Um, and it's been awesome. The, the response from the diabetes community at large, the response from the diabetes online community has been really overwhelmingly positive. So I think to me that indicates a, that people have probably had similar experiences that I have in terms of running up against resistance, um, with other travel opportunities and B, because I think that, you know, I can imagine that as a parent, like this is the type of experience that you want for your child. But I also know that there's a lot of emotion and nervousness and, and it requires just a lot of energy from parents to be comfortable sending their, their child on something like this. So I've been really blown away by the response from the community. I, I just think it's such a wonderful idea and obviously it fits a need clearly if the response is so great because I know for my parents, I'm the only, out of our, out of the children, I'm the only diabetic one and so sending me off to college was a big push for them and they were really nervous about that. So this is kind of a nice way to show them what it's like to let their kid go off independently and manage their diabetes. Oh before, you know, if they do go off to college or if they move away from home, it shows that they can be independent yeah. and they can do these incredible things and have incredible experiences because that's another misconception that I know I educate on is people think if you're diabetic, you can't do certain things, which we talked about earlier. And I like to prove them wrong by being successful and by having those opportunities that I probably never would have gotten to have if I didn't have diabetes. And that's just more proof that, you know, as a diabetic, you now get to go on these trips that you wouldn't get to if you weren't diabetic. And that's just really pretty cool. There's a fine line there too, right? Like I, I feel like for a long time in my teens and in my early twenties, I took the approach of like, yeah, I'm going to prove to you that I can do anything, which is absolutely true. I do believe we can do anything. However, I think what I sort of sacrificed in kind of projecting that to the outside world was that there are challenges. Like you do run up against challenge. Like, like I said, a literal and figurative highs and lows, like emotionally, blood sugar wise, whatever it might be. And I think that spaces like the type one way ticket programs kind of provide that balance of like, yes, we are going to show you that you can do anything, but we're also going to provide a safe space for you to acknowledge and talk about what's hard. Um, and I think that that was something that I not only didn't get space for, but also like didn't create space for in my early travels, because I was so worried that like showing any sort of hardship or any kind of like crack in the like really strong facade might make people think, oh, like maybe she shouldn't be doing this. Like maybe she's too headstrong and shouldn't be doing this, which was not the impression that I wanted to give. 
However, I think it's really important to provide the space for whatever goes wrong. You know what I mean? Like Thailand, for instance, very hot, humid country. Humidity affects insulin sensitivity. So what I find personally when I am in Thailand is I'm having to do a lot of basal adjustments sort of on the fly as I'm going. That's frustrating. That's not like a like, ah, everything's great. Look at me. I'm doing everything in Thailand. Like it's frustrating. And it comes with the emotional spectrum that you experience when you are in the midst of making basal changes. So I think having that community to support you through those frustrations is not only like super healthy and very bonding in terms of forming community, but really, really important to making sure that those experiences have the full like growth potential that they can have. Absolutely. Yes. And I think that speaks to why the T1D community specifically is so tight knit. I mean, it is one of the closest communities I've ever been a part of because we all have that shared experience. Yes, diabetes looks different for everyone's body and it's going to be a different experience for everyone depending on, you know, the care you get, if it runs in your family, if you've witnessed it before through other people but we all have to go through it every single day and have those challenges of traveling or working or working out eating things like that so I just I love everything everything you're sharing I'm just like snaps to that but too on that note we um we're in the midst of putting together a partnership with the Children's Diabetes Foundation, which is a diabetes philanthropy and advocacy organization affiliated with the Barbara Davis Center, which is one of the leading pediatric endocrinology centers in the country here in Colorado, where type one way ticket slash I am based. And in a call I had with them the other day, they were like, this is the best community that no one ever wants to be a part of. And I was like, that is the perfect way of describing that. Yes, absolutely. Because <laughs> um, it is, and and this, I, I guess I didn't mention this earlier when you asked about sort of how type one way ticket came about, but I was very fortunate to grow up going to diabetes summer camp. So I had such a wonderful group of friends throughout childhood. Still one of my best friends to this day is from camp. And I had that support network that I have realized in adulthood, a lot of people didn't have in their experience or don't have actively. I ended up taking the state of Colorado to court to widen access to Medicaid recipients to continuous glucose monitoring technology. Skip to the punchline. I won. The state appealed. I won again. Um, and throughout this entire experience, I was so reliant upon both known and unknown diabetes communities. At this time, I didn't have access to uh, my Dexcom CGM. And so like random people from the diabetes online community sent me extra Dexcoms. And emotionally, I was leaning upon my camp friends because it, I just had such a difficult time reconciling the fact that it would be so difficult to access a critical piece of technology that improves health outcomes. We all know CGMs are amazing for so many reasons and everyone should have access to them. Um, and during that time, I was like, what would I do if I didn't have this community? Like I, it would be, I would feel so isolated. I think my mental health would have seriously suffered. And so I was like, you know, if you don't have access to things like diabetes summer camp, you might not have a community of, of close type ones, um, which 
again, kind of accelerated the the launching of type one way ticket, because I just think that having that community is so important to mental and physical health outcomes. We should do a whole separate episode on that story, because I want to hear the long version, because I... Oh, let's the article. We could talk about it. I could go for days about that one. Oh, me too. That's another part of my advocacy work, is I've spoken with state and federal legislators about insulin affordability, and... I know now Dexcom is partnering, I think, with Beyond Type 1, Nick Jonas's organization, to ensure that everyone has equitable access to those technologies like CGMs. Because I wear mine. My dad has one. It literally has saved his life and yeah. saves millions of lives daily. And not having it, I cannot imagine where my blood sugars would be without it. And that community is so important. And that just, it touches my heart that they sent you they're extras because because oh, yeah. they knew you needed them oh seriously like people because I was I was you know posting about this on on Instagram and I had there was one girl that drove down from Boulder Colorado to Denver where I live which is like a 45 minute drive to hand deliver me Dexcoms. there was another girl from southwestern Colorado that shipped them to me there was one girl that like left insulin for me on her doorstep during COVID when we weren't interacting, like just lovely, lovely. I always called them my like insulin angels uh, or CGM angels. Um, and, and those are people I didn't know, right? Like that's, that's so just lovely. And the, the profundity of that is something that I will carry with me forever. Um, so having that is really important, but then having like even the type of conversation that you are and I are having right now, like this is conversation where, we we inherently understand these experiences and i just think that having relationships like that is so determinant of how you will fare especially mentally and emotionally with diabetes throughout life absolutely no better way to create that opportunity or create that community rather than like scuba diving in thailand you know <laughs> truly I mean, I just, I get more and more jealous every time I hear about it. I'm like, dang, I missed, I'm just a few years shy. I'm 23, if only. I mean, program leaders, like. I mean, I'd love to do it. Um, But I guess speaking more to traveling with that community, what types of lessons do you think traveling for anyone can teach people, but also can teach specifically diabetics? Oh, I could go on and on and on about this. I think this has been very topical for me because I was just doing some end of 2022 reflection and reflecting on this specifically. I think one of the main things I appreciate about travel is is twofold. It's trusting that things will work out, trusting that people are good most of the time, and resilience for getting through experiences when things don't appear to be working out or when people don't appear to be good for whatever it is. I think that there is some inherent chaos when it comes to travel, especially abroad, whether that's transportation, logistics, flight delays, things not going according to plan, um, you know, language barriers, whatever it is, there, there's a roller coaster experience. And I think that being able to get through, keep your spirits high, creatively problem solve your way through anything that arises are phenomenal life skills 
and perspectives to adopt, but I think they're also extremely transferable to diabetes. If we're having roller coaster diabetes days, whether that's emotionally or blood sugar wise or both, being able to trust that like we will get through, we can get through, we can get over it, and we can, you know, start anew and still have the self-assurance that we're we we can handle anything that comes along, I think is really important. I am so excited to travel and just to travel more. That's kind of been my goal for 2023 is to travel more. So again, when I came upon your Instagram, I was like, this is a sign. I need to talk to her and figure out how I can travel more because I do. I love traveling and I want to do more of it internationally because I love learning about more cultures, but also getting to connect with people who have diabetes or even don't from across, you know, state lines, across country lines is so mm-hmm. important and learning all of those lessons. I just think it, it is a perfect transition into how it affects our diabetes and how to live with it. So I think that's ah. so important. Amazing. Even like another thing too, I think um, diabetes looks very different in different places in the world, right? Access to tech, access to insulin outcomes look very, very different. And I think that at least for me, and this is something I hope to, you know, impart upon my travelers as well is learning how to have cross-cultural, cross-lingual conversations about diabetes, especially with devices. Now that diabetes is more obvious, I get a lot more questions about like, what's on my arm, what's on my leg, whatever it is. Learning how to have those conversations has helped me have those conversations in my own language, in my own country, with people in my life or like strangers that I meet along the way. And I feel like that's really sort of developed a heightened sense of of confidence in terms of like talking about diabetes and, and owning diabetes as well. And I know for me, when I see information about diabetes in other countries, it just makes me feel partially grateful for the fact that we do have more access than other people in the United States. It's still not perfect by far, and we've already touched on that, but it is better than in some countries where it is still highly fatal if you are diagnosed. And I feel like for me, it just really emphasizes the advocacy work that, you know, we're both doing and how important it is. And ultimately makes my drive even even more. So I think that's wow. another cool thing is you're not just bringing travelers and diabetics, but you're empowering advocates in the community. And that's a really beautiful thing for teenagers to feel like they can you know, make their voice heard and take those experiences to our own country or our own states and advocate on that level. So before we do a little lightning round, tell people how they can get involved with your program. So I know they can follow you on Instagram, but how does it kind of work? Do they sign up? Do they apply? Speak to that a little bit. Awesome. Love that question. Yeah. So we're enrolling right now for Thailand, like I said, ages 14 to 18. Um, We have our enrollment process listed online. It starts out with a brief enrollment inquiry form, and then folks get emailed the application. I don't love the word application because to me, that sounds a little bit like college admissions, like you're either like getting in or you're not getting in and everyone thinks they're not getting in. So it's not like that. Our our enrollment process is designed to just make sure that like our programs are a good fit for teens and families and they're, they're a good fit for our programs. We have some criteria like um, teens need to have been diagnosed a year or more prior to traveling on the program. And that's for, you know, safety and, and logistical reasons, a couple other 
important criteria. So application, again, we use the term interview, but really it's not an interview. It's just a call for us to get to know one another and, and understand how we can best support each teen traveler on the program. Folks can also follow us on, on Instagram. We've got a pretty active Instagram um, and then for, for folks who are outside of that age bracket, we have an enroll, um, sorry, an employment interest form where we've been capturing folks info who are interested in potential internships. We'll be hiring a, a couple interns this summer in like marketing, social media, grant writing, um, and then people who are interested in potentially program leading as well. So if none of that appeals to whoever is listening in their age demographic, we also just have a catch-all um, email form on the website for folks to subscribe to our email list. And when is the Thailand trip happening? Yeah, so the Thailand trip is June 29th of this year, 2023, until July 17th. Oh my gosh, it'll be here before you know it. I know, I know, it's crazy. I'm like wearing a beanie, there's snow outside, but soon it'll be like 100 degrees in Thailand. Oh my gosh. Well, all of this was so wonderful. I know we're running out of time on the Zoom, but I have a few lightning round questions just yeah. for fun. So number one, what's your favorite go-to low blood sugar snack? Fruit snacks. Love it. Very, very Mine... travel convenient. Oh, that makes sense. Mine are weirdly raisins or a granola bar, but I also oh. love fruit snacks. Those are good ones. I did, um, what are those yogurt covered raisins? I did those for a little bit too. Those are good. Okay. Favorite place you've ever traveled? Chiang Mai, Thailand. Okay. Why? It's just so culturally rich. There's mountains, there's water, there's all sorts of activities. My favorite food in the entire world is khao soy, which is a Northern Thai cuisine. So I, I will literally eat khao soy for breakfast, lunch, and dinner when I'm in Chiang Mai. <laughs> the like ethical elephant tourism movement is really big there. There's There's so much to love about it. Oh my gosh. Uh, what's your best travel tip, especially for diabetics? Backups to the backups to the backups. I think, yeah, just I always, I loop. So I always bring a backup orange link and then I bring a backup PDM and then I bring backup syringes. And especially while traveling in, you know, kind of like high adventurous type zones or, or activity areas, I have found myself needing the backups to the backups to the backups more than I would have expected when I was packing them in the first place. So always grateful for that. And one more yeah. is I always stick something on the door that says, don't forget your diabetes supplies, like the door of the hotel or whatever it is, because I've left my insulin in so many refrigerators around the world and have had to do these like crazy things to get my insulin back. Like one time I had to pay a guy on a motorbike to like drive 10 hours and get my insulin. It was this whole thing. So stick that sign on the door so that you don't forget your insulin. It was, it was truly, it was wild. It was in Nepal. My options were to either hike downhill the way that I had hiked uphill for 15 hours or something or pay someone to hopefully find my insulin. And they did, so I got it back. It's all <laughs> worth it. Happy ending. Okay, yeah. last, last one. Aside from the trip you're about to go on, where do you want to travel next? That I've not traveled to before, like kind of bucket list type? Yeah. Oman in Gulf country in the Middle East. It looks gorgeous. They have mountains, beaches, scuba diving. I used to live in Jordan. I speak Arabic. I love the Middle East. And I have never, I've never been to Oman. So dying to go. That's been my number one bucket list country for years. And I was hoping to go in 2020, 
but obviously that didn't happen. So I'm hopeful that that will be next after Thailand. Oh my gosh. Your life just sounds so exciting. (laughs) (laughs) I think it gives a lot of people whiplash. Like I don't think that most people in my life could tell you about my like past 10 years accurately. (laughs) I need to make like a PowerPoint presentation for my family. But I love it. Oh my gosh. (laughs) This has seriously been so amazing just hearing about all of this. And I cannot wait to put this episode out and also support type one-way ticket and hopefully go on a trip with the young adult well, I'm program. I'm so grateful. I know. I would really love to stay in touch um, about all the things, but specifically about young adult programming and then also about opportunities for, for you to, you know, get involved, maybe lead program. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see how Canada goes. And then I'll tell you my comfort level. So I have my passport. I've, I've gotten that far. So that's the first step. Ah, just thank you so much. I cannot thank Savannah enough for hopping on and talking to me. And I'm really hoping I can go on some of those trips, either as someone in the young adult program that she hopes to start in the future or as a group leader in the teen program. So thank you so much, Savannah. And if you have any other questions for her or want to learn more about Type One Way Ticket, you can go to typeonewayticket.com or find them on Instagram at type one way ticket. If you plan on traveling outside of the US or even to a new place during spring break, be safe, pack those extras, follow Savannah's travel tips, and have fun. Until next time.